Now, protesters at campaign events are as old as campaign events themselves. So what is going on here in terms of the tour, the liberal tour, and what is happening in terms of the liberal strategy when it comes to dealing with protesters? For some perspective on this, I am pleased to welcome to the program Larissa Whaler, who is the former executive director of communications for Premier Doug Ford, currently the partner at Wallman Communications, and her sister is running for the Conservatives federally in St. Catharines. Welcome, Larissa. Alan. There you are, Larissa. How are you? I'm well. How are you doing? (laughs) I'm great. Thanks. It's great to speak to you again. Give me a sense from uh, someone with a lot of experience in programming tours and going around with uh, campaign and campaign. How did you deal with potentially protesters showing up at events? Yeah, I think that, um, I think let's just back up a second and and talk about the fact that the the Prime Minister being protested um, gives the Prime Minister what he really needed in this election, and that's an opponent. Because the opponent of Aaron O'Toole wasn't proving to be very helpful to the Prime Minister because Aaron was, you know, beating him in the polls. He was beating him on... Um, any perception that the prime minister had had tried to make about Aaron, Aaron kind of defeated that perception. He, he showed that he wasn't Trump. He wasn't a radical. He was a very measured, thoughtful person. And so the prime minister really needed an opponent. And you could hear in that clip that you just played, he's campaigning now against the protesters. And so he's designed a tour. And you could see that in Bolton. You could see that in Cambridge. He's designed a tour where, logistically speaking, he has to bring in his opponent you have to be able to see them and hear them and hear the radicals. And he has to campaign against that because campaigning against Aaron O'Toole won't work. Um, the tours that I've done, and, and, and Alan, I think you've been part of two, or two of them when we, we did the tours for Tim Pudak. You could see the, the logistics and the planning that went into every event. Um, and with the prime minister's tour, it'd be even more. So you have to get security clearance. You have to get, you know, and you have plan A, B, and C. And so if you don't want protesters with an earshot of your event who can get picked up on mic, you won't have protesters with an earshot. You will design an event where that doesn't happen. And that is not what the prime minister's tour team wants. They want the protesters there because the protesters are now who the the prime minister is campaigning against. In our last segment, we talked about that, about uh, the protesters providing a foil for the prime minister uh, something to push back against, which he needs to justify an election that the majority of Canadians, according to polls, still do not uh, want or see the need for. Yeah. But when it comes to protesters and showing up, we have seen and we see it on social media, um, you know, the dissemination of information about the prime, about Justin Trudeau's itinerary. Keeping the protesters out is not really that simple, Larissa, is it? Um, it is, yeah. Um, you don't design an event where they can come. Um, so you either you either move indoors. If you're on private property, you move away from the, the line at which the private property starts. You could go behind that building that they were at. You could put up screening. You can, you, there are so many options that you could do in a tour um, for an event to insulate the message and insulate the principles and insulate the media from being close to the protesters. Um, Alan, you'll remember when we were on the Hudak tours, we were followed around by two junior liberal volunteers, right? Yeah, the spies, and yeah. The spies. 
spies, but we were very friendly to the spies. We watered and fed the spies because they had the worst <laughs> job on the campaign. <laughs> but if we had an event, Alan, that I didn't want the spies to be able to film us or to attend the event, if the event was on public property, I couldn't stop them. The event was on private property. You get something called like a trespass letter where the owner of the property says that I have the power to limit who comes onto the property. These are all the tools of the trade that tour teams know about. Um, that they're not using here because having the crowd there is politically beneficial to the to the prime minister, um, and I don't I don't disagree that it is that is, this is exactly what the liberals needed. They needed to show uh, Justin Trudeau, you know, rallying against somebody big, bad, and scary, and that wasn't Aaron O'Toole. Well, the, the flip side to that that I point out is that the conventional wisdom is is that protesters and uh, attention to protesters then moves away from what the communications plan of the day is. So, you know, like yesterday in Cambridge, he was talking about climate. Uh, to, I think today no. he was talking about rivers, and that doesn't that gets zero coverage. Is that not a negative for the Liberals? That is not the intention of the Liberals. The Liberals from day one have wanted to politicize vaccinations. They can talk about their policies. If they were really concerned about those policies, about climate change, about about whatever, he should have remained the prime minister and governed accordingly. He had a functional parliament. So in order to gain this majority that he wanted, he has to campaign on a wedge issue. The wedge issue that they chose was vaccines. They chose it early on. And Aaron O'Toole wasn't giving him enough opposition to that. And these protesters are. And so they're using these wedge issues because they work. And this is a visual representation of that wedge issue that plays well on television, that plays well on social media, and that makes people scared. And that's what the prime minister wants and needs at this point. Let's talk quickly about Doug Ford. Um, very quiet, um, sort of <laughs> repeating the uh, repeating the playbook from 2019, which is, you know, get out of the way. He's and he's not the political pinata for Justin Trudeau that he was in 2019. We don't hear Doug Ford's name from Justin Trudeau at all. Do you support that strategy? Just just go to ground, be quiet. I think that if I was advising the premier, I would say that there is no political win for him to wait into this election at all. And his job is to be the premier of Ontario and weighing in on a, on an election, on an election federally gives him no wins. And if the worst that they can say is where's Doug Ford, that's a win for him. So the, the negative, the, you know, the growing sort of concern about where is the premier, where's the press conferences, we haven't seen him. You, you don't think that you don't see that as a negative that it's better for just him just not to talk at all. A hundred percent. I think that that's a very inside baseball, very inside Queens park criticism. Um, the danger of him wading into a, a federal campaign. And even philosophically, I don't think he believes that there's a role for him in the, in the campaign. He has to work with whoever wins in whatever scenario it wins. It doesn't help the people of Ontario if he has openly picked a side. Larissa, always great to talk to you. So I'm so pleased that you came on the program today. Thank you for your perspective. Thanks for inviting me, Alan. That is Larissa Whaler, who is a partner at Wellman Communications and the former Executive Director of Communications for Premier Doug Ford.